Well, many people automatically think of how to handle or plan for their assets when estate planning comes to mind. However, the inheritance of someone's assets is only one small piece of the puzzle. This is why asking how much money do I need to have before I can create an estate plan is the wrong question to be asking. So today, we're going to cover a number of estate planning goals that have nothing to do with someone's assets. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Well, glad to have you back on Complete Estate Planning. I'm Ben George with Nick Rosenbauer, estate planning attorney and the owner of the Rosenbauer Law Office. Got a good show for you today. Nick, I love the title. It, it's automatically going to have the song in my head now. <laughs> no money, no problem. Yeah, well, or in this case, it's no money, still problems. Um, and, uh, you know, basically, I've had a number of valid questions from people saying, hey, I don't have anything or, you know, I don't have much. Do I still need an estate plan? And I guess on its face, it's a fair question because you would think, when you talk about an estate plan, you would think planning your estate. And if you have no estate, you would assume you need no plan, right? So logic would certainly go there. Uh, but obviously, you know, there's a number of other pieces to it where, you know, basically, even if you don't have a dime to your name, there are things that need to be done and things that need to be covered. Well, it should be a good uh, conversation for you. So if you have questions as we go through this, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. If you just want to begin your estate planning process. That's the best place to start. You can schedule a call with Nick through the website. If you have questions you want to ask him directly and give him a call, you can do that at 513-463-6789. New year, Nick, what, uh, what's going on around the office or with the family right now? Anything, anything fun? Well, uh, right now we're, um, getting ready to sign up, uh, for Adam, uh, for spring T-ball, uh, and I'm going to be, uh, coaching again. So we're going to be kind of bringing back, uh, you know, Team Mozzarella Sticks 2.0. There we go. Um, and honestly, like, I have to decide here, because now I've coached uh, two soccer teams and a t-ball team, and what do we do as far as recruiting a roster? Like, should I email every single kid who's ever mm-hmm. played with me and say, hey, uh, if you want to do t-ball this spring, sign up and request to play with me? You know, or is it... You know, or do you get evil and you just recruit now and only and only send that out to uh, uh, specific people? Because look, the transfer portal has been rough on me every <laughs> single time, and it's only getting worse. But uh, no, so we're doing that, and actually, this weekend, um, I wouldn't call it a league per se, but Adams in a like it's more like a YMC, like a basketball camp. Um, and, and for the little kids, basketball, it's probably the right thing. They have lower hoops. Obviously, four-year-olds can't you know, score on 10-foot hoops, or they shouldn't. And they did like three weeks of a camp where they just taught them dribble and shooting and passing. And then they had three weeks of quote-unquote games. And it's not going good. Because, you know, the kids can't really pass and dribble the length of the floor and, you know, things like that. Um and yeah, so it hasn't gone great. The first week, um, 
was rough. I mean, physically. Like, they just, the kids, like, you know, kind of hounded each other, and they all grabbed the ball and fell on the floor, and no one called any fouls. I mean, not that there was any fouls, but it was like rugby, <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. with all these four-year-old kids. It was hilarious. Um, so uh, they swallowed the whistle. We'll put it that way. And then the, and then, and then, game number two, uh, I think the refs got a, got a little better, uh, you know, the volunteer kids at the YMCA um, got a little better control of it, and they had some fouls. I got to give Adam credit. He is the only kid who will try to dribble the whole time while he has the ball because okay. every other kid, like, they get the ball, they'll dribble once yeah. and then just Take carry off. it like a football <laughs> and run all the way down. No, the the problem with that is, obviously, if you just do, like, one dribble and then you pick the ball up and run like a football, yeah, you can run pretty fast. No one's going to catch you. Obviously, if you try to do it the right way and dribble every time, you know, you can run faster without a ball than you can dribbling. So Adam will dribble all the way down, and of course the kids will catch him. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of jump balls, a lot of tie ups, and, and and kind of things like that. Of course they like tackle him. Um, so it's I don't know. It's it's as much rugby or football as it is uh, basketball. But <laughs> Adam does it the right way, and he dribbles uh, when he gets the ball, and he passes too. He likes to dish. There's this one kid who's really good, and Adam just likes to dish it to him. Adam's probably got, you know, he's he's got more assists than anything. Yeah. Although I'll tell you what, I've asked him both games what his favorite thing to do was, and he likes blocking shots. Um, and he's had he's had a couple swats. Uh, <laughs> I feel it's ruthless um, with the, with the littler kids, and. At least he's not doing like the finger wag, you know, something like uh, what's you his name? Teach like, that. Yeah, like the I, I the Well, I yeah. mean, we do that in the basement okay. uh, of our house, and we there's no mercy. Like Adam gets no easy buckets from me. Um, that's just that, that's just a lesson. Um, and we play full contact in the basement. But you know, he scored some baskets, some dribbles, some rebounds, things like that. And we asked him, "What was your favorite thing to do?" He said. I liked blocking his shot. That was my favorite. Um, so all he wants to do is, is swat someone. But uh, love it. No, it's it's hilarious. I w- I will say, I, I, the practices were great, and then we ruined it trying to do games. And there's only three or four kids who were like aggressive and will go after the ball, and the other kids just kind of watch. So I feel bad right. for them, but. Uh, it's easy pickings for Adam and a couple other kids uh, to swat and get some rebounds, but no, it's fun. Adam's having a blast, and uh, you know he he's enjoying it a lot. Um, and then we got to talk about uh, you know we got to talk about uh, spring uh, spring t ball here and and kind of how we go from there. So it's 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 the first time I've not coached. So it's really interesting to sit there and just be able to watch your kid mm-hmm. and not really have to worry about anyone else. Um, so that's kind of cool. That's a lot less work than coaching. So it's been rather relaxing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, we always appreciate the stories and love hearing about the youth uh, competitions and sometimes lack thereof, but uh, it's always great to hear those stories. So appreciate it. 
All right, let's talk today. No money, still problems. Who says attorneys don't have a sense of humor? Um, that's a great title, and it's a great topic to talk about today because everybody just assumes, well, why do I need to get an estate plan? Nick, I don't have much to my name. I don't have many assets, so there's really no point, right? I mean, that's that's I'm guessing one of the the biggest arguments people always have against getting an estate plan. You're exactly right, and obviously they you know make the logical connection. I don't have much of an estate to plan, so why do I need an estate plan? Um, <clears throat> but that's frankly, it's the wrong question. Um, there are a number of pieces of an estate plan that, frankly, have nothing to do with your actual quote-unquote money or quote-unquote estate. Um, so there's a number of there's a number of different goals or problems that need to be addressed. Obviously, dealing with your estate or dealing with your inheritance is a big part of it, but that's not the whole picture. So we'll we'll walk through a number of. You know, here's th- you know a number of things that need to be taken care of, whether you have a dime to your name or not. All right, very good. As we go through this again, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the website. You can get in touch with Nick, schedule a call right through there, plus some other resources like the estate planning checkup guide and the five essential documents of a complete estate plan. So as we jump into this, the first thing here that comes to mind when you're talking about estate planning for things outside of your assets is medical care. We just spent a, a topic, an uh, entire episode on this topic, but medical care during your life is is something you want to have that help with should something happen. Yeah, exactly. And here's the deal. Regardless of your net worth, you can get sick, you can have a stroke, you can have a heart attack, you can go into a coma, you can get into a car crash. Okay. So, you know, heart attacks do not discriminate based on a uh, number of dollars in your wallet. So obviously for medical care, you need to have the ability for someone and you need to enable someone else to make medical decisions on your behalf if you get sick, can't make them for yourself. Um, and again, I know we went over this in more detail in a previous episode, but also you have options to make affirmative choices regarding what you want as far as comfort care, artificial life support, organ donation, etc. for yourself and your body kind of you know in the end of life scenario. All right, so medical care during your life is the first one. Then you have actually, you might not have a lot to your name per se, not a lot of assets, but you still need to be making financial decisions, legal decisions, right? So if something does happen to you and you can't do these things on your own, you want somebody to be able to step in and help you pay bills and do a lot of these financial things, right? Exactly. And maybe maybe legal decisions is probably the better way to put this versus financial, but go to the bank, you know, obviously investing, you know, if we need to buy a car, sell a car, um, renew the insurance, um, pay the property taxes, pay rent, sign a contract, access your online accounts, etc. So you have legal, so you have non-medical things that need to be done, um, even if it doesn't involve a whole lot of money. Um, how are you going to cancel, you know, your internet um, or your cable bill, you know, without right. uh, even if you don't have any money, especially when they hike up the rate again and and try to automatically put a whole bunch of other stuff in your cable package, someone needs to be able to make those decisions for you. Uh, pay rent. You know, what if you need to get? You know, what if you need to sign a lease? What if you need to hire someone to replace your furnace? Okay, you know, before before the HVAC guy, 
you know, puts an $8,000 furnace in, he's going to make someone sign a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so legal, you know, financial decisions, things need to be done, you know, regardless of whether or not you have any money, and someone needs to be able to handle that on your behalf. So I know people say like financial power of attorney, financial decisions, maybe in this context, legal or non-medical decisions is really the better way to frame it. But yeah, still, the need is there, whether you have money or not. Yeah, just think about how quickly those kind of things could add up uh, if you were out of uh, commission or unable to do something for an extended period of time. You would just have so much to sort through and you'd be behind on so much. Well, yeah, and what if, you know, do you want your water and your electricity to get shut off? Right. Um, You know, they they don't mess around. Uh, you know, at least around here, the utility companies. Um, so yeah, all that all that needs to be done. And um, you're right. If if you are asleep at the wheel, so to speak, for a month, uh, watch how quickly you know everything starts falling apart mm-hmm. around you. Right. All right. We're talking about sometimes when estate planning will help you out, even if you don't have a ton of assets. Um, and next one is just the authorization. To access information, right? HIPAA. This is one that, again, you'll want somebody on your side and somebody that can help support you. And that's that's a, that's a big part of, I think, this conversation is just being able to have that support system should something unexpected happen. Yeah. And, and this is something that is kind of overlooked and people think it is a given, right? Obviously, if someone's going to be making medical decisions for you, they should know medically what's going on with you, but that's not a given. So um, you need to make sure, you know, doctors, hospitals, your care providers have permission to communicate, you know, answer questions, you know, for the family and whoever your decision makers are. You know, obviously, Ben, if I'm supposed to be making medical decisions for you and the doctor says, sorry, Mr. Rosenbauer, I'm not allowed to tell you anything that's private information makes it pretty darn tough for me to do my job. So people think it's a given, so they often overlook it. But yes, that that needs to happen. Okay, think of it like a permission slip. Um, so, you know, when, when you talk to someone about it, they say, of course, um, but that's not always a given. So that's something that affirmatively you need to plan for and make sure you can check the box. Yeah, I think about that for like for kids going off to college or you know, just turned 18 or in the early 20s when you don't think there's any need for this stuff. But it's a great example of, of why you have to have some kind of plan in order. All right. What about guardianship for minor children, Nick? This is uh, another one that's so, so important. You want to make sure your kids are taken care of, right? This is always a priority for a lot of people. Well, yeah. So even if you don't have any money to give the kids, you at least want to say who become the guardians or caregivers for the children uh, if you pass away before they reach adulthood. And again, it's not the only part of this. <clears throat> um, again, it's not the, again, it's not the only thing to keep in mind, but I would say for people with young children, the number one concern needs to be who do you trust to take the kids if something happens to you, and let's make sure that that's where they go as opposed to leaving it up to chance or going to someone else or, you know, kind of foster care, just kind of being caught in limbo, okay? Um, So, yeah, whether you have any money or not, you still want to make the call on who will take the kids if something happens to you. 
All right, got a couple more to think through here. And the next one are your pets, right? Just uh, not maybe not quite as important as your children, but not not very far behind for most people. Well, you'd be surprised. Uh, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's plenty of people who like the animals more than they like the kids. But yeah, um, typically, you know, I guess the more common, like cats and dogs, usually it's easier to find someone for. Um, but you know, some people love their animals, and, and it's always better to say, "Here's who takes the cat. Here's who takes the dog," um, even if it's something like that. And I know we've talked about this on previous episodes, but you know, some animals, you know, maybe like um, you know, farm animals, a horse, you know, a snake. I mean, you got to be really careful. There's probably not a whole lot of people who would take your boa constrictor <laughs> uh, or something like that. So yeah, absolutely. As opposed to them just being released out onto the street or taken to a shelter. Um, you know, it's, a, it's the humane thing to do to say, here's who will take uh, the animals if something happens to you. Have you ever had any crazy exotic animals come through your, your office as part of the planning process? Um, well, I have clients who have exotic animals, but not like physically that they right. brought them in. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Any, I guess any that came up in conversations in your office. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've had we've had people who have all sorts of uh, animals. Heck, my my brother growing up, he had a bunch. Of, he's had a bunch of lizards. He's had like an. It's like I'm going to butcher the pronunciations. Had like an Aki monitor. Um, like he's had blue spotted tree monitor lizard. Um, <laughs> he had an Argentine tegu for years. That was just basically like a fat, lazy dog with scales and claws like that was the most chill you know monitor lizard on the face of the planet um the thing looked mean and nasty but he just sat there and hung out um uh, had a tarantula um that my brother made me hold one time that was awful uh that was as far as like 10 second stretches of my life that's up there with the worst of it (laughs) Um, oh, you see all the eyes and then like the little, like the little pincher jaws there, you know what I'm talking about? And it's kind of like moving up and down, like breathing. And then, and then my brother was trying to tell me how you get it to move. Like you poke its legs and then it'll like run away from it and go the other way. So yeah, he's like having me like this thing's sitting there on my arm and yeah, absolutely not. Uh, mom found out about the tarantula yeah. and that one, that one disappeared in a hurry. That's Thank funny. God. Yeah. Picture well, Halbone and, and Buzz with his, uh, Ooh, um, yeah. you know, I'd much rather watch it on the screen than <laughs> hold one in real life. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I've had people and, um, you know, one of the, one of the big ones here is, you know, you'll have animals maybe that have like special, you know, medical needs or horses, uh, something like that. Um, and then if you are a, you know, cold blooded, uh, animal lover, you know, the snakes, the lizards and, and things like that, um, harder to find a home, uh, for them. So, you know, it's really important to pick who it go, you know, who the animals go to, of course. Um, you know, and again, there's a lot of people who would take a cute dog. Yeah. Okay, my guess is if someone said who wants the tarantula, my guess is the list of volunteers suddenly <laughs> shrinks. 
they would just fall to you by default. Absolutely <laughs> not. That I will. Well, no, I wouldn't step on it. I don't want to go near it. It would just. Yeah. It just yeah. Escape. No thanks. I'm good. All right, so these are all situations that we've gone through so far, you know, while you're living. But there even are some that some considerations that need to be made after you're dead, right? Even if you don't have any money, there are things that need to be taken care of. Yeah. So this is this is odd. You, there are still a number of reasons where even if there is no money or inheritance to distribute, you will still need a representative for you and or your estate after you've passed away um you know if there's outstanding debts loans shutting down the credit card you know dealing with the funeral bill you know canceling or closing out accounts like is things as simple as someone needing to shut off the water you know cancel your cell phone um you know cancel your internet and you know cable package um you know if you have health insurance obviously you don't need health insurance anymore so someone needs to cancel that um you know accessing and we've talked on other episodes about digital assets so someone being able to get in to my accounts you know email social media get into my cell phone that sort of thing um final tax return okay if you owe taxes Just because you die doesn't mean the IRS lets you off the hook. So who has the ability to contact the IRS? You've got to have someone be able to do that on your behalf. And again, this isn't very common, but if there's like legal issues or lawsuits, you know, like maybe maybe the person died in a car crash, you know, or or something like that, um, then someone needs to be able to go in and manage their affairs even after they've passed away. Again, so you need an executor. You need someone to represent you or your estate after you're gone for a number of things, even if it's not showing up to distribute the inheritance. All right, so a lot of need for planning, and this is why we wanted to have this episode to kind of you know, at least make you aware of these different scenarios where you want to have help and you want to have a plan in place should something go wrong and uh, or some, something unexpected happen to you. Uh, so, again, if you have questions, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com, best place to start. You can schedule a call with Nick right there through the website or give him a call at 513-463-6789. All right, Nick, very good. Anything else you want to add to this before we wrap it up? No, I think that uh, pretty much covers it. Just, um, again, hopefully for everyone, you know, obviously dealing with money is is certainly a piece of it, but just, uh, you know, want to make sure that people understand that there are a lot of questions and a lot of items that need to be addressed and boxes that need to be checked totally unrelated to what is in your bank account so again it's all it's all part of uh, the process so feel free to reach out to us cincinnatiestateplan.com well thanks for listening to this episode of complete estate planning please hit subscribe we'll have another episode coming soon and nick we'll talk to you then The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us. 
or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.